Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest-growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hi everyone, welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm so glad you joined us tonight, whatever part of the world that you're listening to from. I'm really glad that you're here with us, and uh, we're going to be continuing a series on called Healing is the Children's Bread. It's been a powerful, powerful time of, of learning, and uh, Dr. Frank Sumrall has been is has been teaching us, and getting revel- I'm getting revelation from it myself, and um, I just want to uh, let you know that uh, Leland, I'm going to play a song by them. It's called All Consuming Fire, and then I'll be right back with you.
for our God is indeed an all-consuming fire. Thank God he is an all-consuming fire. I am so excited tonight, and Dr. Frank Summerall has been in ministry for over 50 years. He loves God, he loves people, has passion for people and souls, and and he just loves the Lord, and he's going to be continuing his teaching on healing is the children's bread. And I'm really looking forward to tonight. And Dr. Frank, uh, Brother Frank, feel free. You're live on the air right now. Take your liberty in the Holy Ghost. Well, we would do just that. God bless you. Thank you for <laughs> Hallelujah. allowing You're me welcome. to come on and to share the good word that God has for us. All right. We're going to be discussing several things according to the Word of God. And so at the end part of this time period, we will pray for those that are sick. We want you to get your faith ready. We want you to get yourself ready, to get your heart ready, and start believing that the Lord can and will touch you tonight. We believe that by the power of his Spirit. In Jesus' name. As we look to the redemptive names of Jehovah, one of those names is Jehovah having to do with the fact of of he is our healer. And it's so important to know that he's Jehovah Rapha. And there's names like Shama, things are there. Jehovah Shalom, he's our peace. Jehovah Rach, the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. And what I'm saying about these names is so special because of the fact that God is always in the present tense. The past is past. We're living now, here in 2014. So that means that we can receive the blessing of the Most High right tonight. We can receive the blessing of the Lord because it belongs to God's children. And we are children of the Most High God by receiving what Jesus did on Calvary. As we've asked him to forgive us, we've got to repent first. That after repentance, and he receives that, you know that. You say these words, having to do with the Lord Jesus, forgive me of every sin. Lord, I ask you to cleanse me with your blood. I ask you to come into my life and change me now. The Bible says, by the believing of your heart, by the confession of your mouth, that you're born again. According to Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Now, we believe the full package is there. That Jesus gave us the full package. The fact of salvation, it's there. But the word salvation in the Greek sozo has to do with the fact of the whole thing, the whole nine yards, the salvation, the healing, the blessing, all of that and more. And so as we look at that, notice what our God has done through his son, Jesus Christ. And we find this many one time all the way through, and it shows us that what Jesus has already done. There's two words we want to look at here. Look at the fact that when they were, this is Numbers chapter 21, verse 5 and 6. And the children of Israel were going through the desert, and they were bitten by these poisonous snakes. And Moses went to God and says, what are we to do? And God said, make a brazen serpent. And so he took this thing, he put the brazen serpent up. He told them, he said, whoever looks on that serpent will look, will live. Now, that's an anti-type of that particular scripture having to do with the fact that just like Jesus said there in John 3, he said, as the Son of Man is lifted up, 
that meant the same thing that he saw way back then in numbers. That's what he was talking about. As the Son of Man was lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And that's what happened when Jesus was raised up on Calvary, saving all men, healing all men, setting mankind free. And that area of reception, quite interesting. And we have many times for our scripture that the Lord will point things out. But we had the plague, according to scripture there. If you read that, the plague, they had seven, they had 14,700 die of the plague. Now, wouldn't that want to make you just to just look at that emblem there? Say, wait a minute here. I don't care whatever Moses said, it's going to work. That's like many people today. They said, and I've said this so many times, which I believe and I know, that the Americans have plan B. God's got plan A, you've got plan B. You say, what plan B? The medicine cabinet. God, you don't heal me in 20 seconds, I'm going to the medicine cabinet. I'm going to find some kind of aspirin. I'm going to find some kind of pain reliever. I'm going to find this kind of thing. I'm going to find something to help my aching body. Well, Jesus said, by, by his stripes, we're healed. So the stripes are laid upon him are for healing. In every division of life, in the solical area, that's why I don't believe that Christians should ever experience great grief to the point of the time of pushing you over causing great impairment in regards to depression. Even the word it sounds itself, depression. We should not succumb to suppression. We ought to be overcomers, as the word of God declares. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We are overcomers. So as we watch the word of God, read the word of God, take the word of God inside of us, what God can and will do. All the way through the scripture tells us that we need to be students of the word. Not one time does it say, read the word. Not one time. It's not mentioned one time through the scripture, read the word. It's to study the word. As we put our minds, our hearts, taking a notebook, writing information down, that's study. Study is not something you just take the Bible and flip through it, you know, like, reading it daily or whatever, you know, reading the newspaper or something. No, no, no. Study is you, you pour yourself into it, and as you pour yourself into it, then he pours into you. That's exactly the way that it takes place. Now, notice what we see here. We see that the day that he's talking about, and I want to start with this too and say that with that scripture, now we all sing that scripture, we all know that scripture, the scripture is found in Psalm 118. And what it basically says, this is the day the Lord hath made. We shall be glad and rejoice in it. That means having to do with choice. No matter what we feel like, no matter what kind of pain here, somebody, no matter what kind of situation we're into, this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Make it the decision. The affirmation. We will. Dad wrote a book several years ago, just a small book, and it had to do with the will. The will is the strongest part of the emotions. I can't quite go into that now because that would take all the time. But uh, I think if you would uh, write, let's see, maybe even they have some of those in the backlog or wherever they have them. Uh, 
generally they would have them in a warehouse because we have a lot of material. And uh, just look up in the Google, Lucie, L-E-S-E-A, and that would give you information how to reach them, and then they would be able to help you in that direction. But uh, one of the most amazing things having to do with that, that the will, the will. Now, remember, several years back, when Dad was over in, in the Philippines, when I was just a boy, and that girl got set free from demonic power, she was bitten by the devil, made the headlines, went worldwide. The natural media called it the thing. But we know what it was, was the attack of the enemy. And so when Brother Summerall cast the spirit, several spirits, out of that girl, she was set free. And uh, a newspaper man went in there and taped it. Put it on the radio. He says, you have a a heart that's not ready for any action. Uh, please turn your radio off. So what do Dad cranked it up. Just cranked it up. And taped the terrible screams that this girl had. And the interpreter said this. He says, she's saying they're killing me. They're killing me. So Dad prayed all night. He got up in the morning, went to go to the car. The Lord says, he said, no, I prayed all night. He said, I didn't ask you to pray all night. I said, go see the girl. So I went in there, and all these things worked out. He prayed for this girl that was tormented by the devil. It's a long story in itself, but here's the good news. She got set free. She got gloriously set free, and that brought the revival to the Philippines way back in the 50s. And even unsaved people from the Philippines know about that story. Oh, well, yes, we know Michael Arita. I'm not going to even attempt to even say the last name because it would not translate even into the language of Tagalog. But I think she was a science. She was down from one of the islands. So her language is totally different. It wasn't Tagalog. It was Messiah down among the different islands there they have in the Philippines. There are over 7,000 islands there in the Philippines. Imagine that. So the major islands course, in uh, Luzon, that's a major island there. Then all the way down to Mindanao and everywhere else. We've traveled all over the Philippines and seen great, mighty things by God. God's doing great things right there. But what I want to say about healing is the people we prayed for in the Philippines, they sat down, they studied, then they received healing to their bodies. And most of them have been raised Roman Catholic. They didn't really go into what we were going into right now. But they knew enough. They said, well, you know, if our body needs healing, let's just call on the name of the Lord. And they did. And they were healed. You've got to do that anywhere. When I was preaching in Indonesia several years back, when I went down to Indonesia and I was preaching all through down Indonesia, even in Vietnam, all up down through there. In, in Japan, in the Philippines, all the way down through Indonesia. And uh, so this lady was in my service there in Indonesia. She had never been to a Christian church before. She was, she saw everybody's hands raised because it was a Pentecostal church. And she said, oh, God, if you're really God, like this man says, 
heal my body. And when she did, she put her hand in the air. Not even being a believer. Power of God hit her. And so she was making all these statements and interrupting the service. And I was preaching. I said, lady, what's your problem? She said, I've been healed. I said, well, go back to the bathroom and have checked out. So the lady went with her back there and checked her out. She said, she had bleeding ulcers when she came to the service, and now she's totally healed. Well, later that night, she brought her whole family. Twenty-five of them came. <laughs> I tell you, healing reaches out and touches people like nobody's business. And there's two things the devil hates the most. He hates the power of healing. And then he also hates the power of the Holy Spirit. In those two arenas right there, he really fights us, trying to come over and do some things against us. Well, all the way through the Word of God. Now, like we have said before, and we'll show you again, that in the Old Testament, healing was by obedience. That's how healing was. Now, today, our healing comes by covenant. Of course, we know this story about this. This is found in uh, Kings chapter 5. The story about Naaman. And Naaman was the captain of the host of the king of Syria, a great man with his master and honorable. Because of him, the Lord hath great deliverance to Syria. But he was a mighty man in valor. That means he was ready to fight at any time. He was honored to fight. But these words, but he was a leper. Now, in those days, when you had the word leper tacked upon you, you're going to die. The other way around it, you're going to die. And so, what happened? Now, the Syrians had gone out of the companies. They had brought away captives out of the land of Israel, a little maid. And she waited on Damon's wife. And she said to her mistress, Would to God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And when he went in, told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus and thus and thus, the maid of the land of Israel. And so the king of Syria said, Go, go, go. I'll send you a letter to the king of Israel. He departed, took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, and ten changes of raiment. Someone has calculated, actually, you look at the date Bible, the calculations are there monetarily what it was for, they said, uh, if this would be even close to that, it would be just the talents of silver would be around 19,000. And gold, whatever it's valued at, at 58,000. So you're dealing with over 60-something thousand dollars he was ready to release to the man of God if he would heal him. And so uh, first he went to the king, and the king said, I, yes, I don't have any jurisdiction here. And he said, why in the world would you come to me? You need to go to the man of God. So he finally gets over there, and Elisha sent out a messenger. Verse 10. Elisha sent a messenger out to him, saying, go and wash in Jordan seven times. Now, you've got to know that that Jordan River still is the most bloodiest, ugliest, yuckiest, stinkingest river you've ever been in. I'm telling you, those are all adjectives, but anyway, they, they fit. They totally fit. If you've ever been baptized, you'll smell for about three days, even if you take a shower. That's something about it. I don't know. I've been baptized over there lots of times. 
But that Jordan River is really mucky. It's just not all that deep. So the silt comes up. So it's very, very, you know, the silt comes up and causes it to be so muddy and mucky. And so he came from Syria. He said, wait a minute. Aren't my rivers over there and my lakes over there better than they are here? They're better looking. They're better feeling. Why can't I go over there and get it? And so he got mad, turned around, started going back home. And just says, wait a minute. If he didn't ask you to do a hard thing, would you do it? He said, yeah. So he drove back. And then he did as the man of God said. I could see him go down one and two and three and four. Quits there. He said, wait a minute. It's a service. No, no, he said seven. He said seven. He didn't say four. Five, six, seven. And when he came up on that seventh time, he was totally healed of leprosy. And he had the skin of a newborn baby. Huh. How was that healing accomplished? By obedience. Now, what are we under? We're not just under the obedience of that. We're under the covenant. The covenant of healing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Under the covenant of healing. The covenant of healing is this. That Jesus paid it all for us. Oh, get excited about that right there. Jesus paid it all for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I can speak on my behalf. This just happened here just maybe about two months ago now. I was in my kitchen out here. I live in Florida. And uh, while I was running some water, and in, well, within five minutes, I just almost passed out. I went to the other room, got dizzy, fell down, started having all these hives around and everything on. And he had high fever. And thank God the wife was there. Since Karen was there, she said, you're allergic to whatever bit you. And I said, it was a red ant. She said, well, then you're allergic to red ants. So I prayed, 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 took some medicine. About two hours later, I was free of that thing. But I realized when I see a red ant, I better kill it or get out of his way. One or the other is going to happen. But I was asking the Lord all the time. I said, Lord, touch me. Lord, touch me. Lord, touch me. Lord, touch me. Along with that touch, I had some medical information. And she told me this is what you should take. I did. It got better. But I tell you what, I don't go out looking for anthills. No, I don't look for any anthills anymore. Uh-uh. I leave them guys alone. If I got something else to spray on them or whatever, like that, I do that. But in us, the covenant we have is with the covenant of healing. That that's what it says in Exodus fifteen twenty six. It says, "I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that healeth thee." It says, "I have not. I've taken you away from Egypt, taken you out of Egypt. I didn't put the plagues on you that Egypt had." Because I am the Lord of the healer thee. And that's in the present tense. That means today. So I am the Lord that heals you right here, right now. Hallelujah. That's what God can't do and will do. Now, for example, all the way through the word of God, we see it's so important. And one of the things that we are quite acquainted with, I want you to notice over here in Psalm 103, Psalm 103 is a very powerful psalm. Psalm, really, the favorite book of the Bible for me is the book of Psalms. 
It's so complete, so wonderful, so exciting to read Psalm 103. He goes on to say in that, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not of all his benefits. Now, what are the benefits that God provides for his children? What are these benefits? He goes on to tell us what the benefits are. Verse 3, who forgives all your iniquities. Ah, he forgives us of everything. I've got to tell you a story here just for a moment. I was co-pastor with my dad for 17 years, Christian Center Church. They brought a lady from an institution, from a mental institution. And so they brought her in my room. I wasn't in the room then. Sat her down. She was in a catonic state. Eyes fixed. They would not move right, and they would not move left. They just looked straight ahead. Wouldn't say a word. Her sister came with her, explained that she had been in a mental institution for several years, heard that she could be healed. Both. The woman really loved the Lord. Her sister did. I think they brought her there because of the very fact that they'd heard that we had a program called May I Help You Please and what that encompassed was the fact that we pray for people all the time over the radio it touched her area she received it brought her sister to receive healing she was in this catanic stare she was just eyes fixed not moving lips anything so I came in the office, looks like this lady looked like a mummy. Back erect, eyes looking ahead, looked more like a zombie than anything else. I shook my head. I said, Lady, tell me the story. She said, We don't know. We just know this that somewhere, somewhere along, she went nuts. And so I said, okay, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to tell me what's up. He said, son, ask her where her children are. Well, expecting to receive no response at all, I asked her very politely. I said, lady, where are your children? She started screaming at the top of her voice. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it. I said, do what? She said, when I was in the state of mental depression, I took two of my children and drowned them in my tub in my house. I said, oh. And I asked her a question. I said, do you believe God forgiven you? She said, yes, God has forgiven me. I said, that this is what you've not done. You have not forgiven yourself. Because in that immobility, in that point, in that time to where you crossed the line, when you were over, your mind wasn't even there. You were crazy. You killed your two children. Say this prayer with me. I took her through the sinner's prayer. She forgave herself. In 10 minutes, she was a new woman. Oh, 
a new woman. She could talk clearly as you could expect anyone to talk. She was totally free. She had to go through a battery of tests, of course. Passed all those tests with flying colors. Came back, testified in the church how that she was set free. There are many people out there that are in bondage. But Jesus has come to set you free. Whether it's nicotine, whether it's alcohol, whether it's sex-related, whatever it might be, Jesus has come to set the captive free. Hallelujah. Now, in the Psalm 103, as we look at it here, it says, forgive all of your iniquities. Who heals? How much? All of your diseases. Now, we had a little scare over here in America having to do with the fact of the Ebola. But the name Jesus is greater than Ebola. Uh, I've been in a situation before where it's very dangerous. I've been in another situation before where there was typhoid fever going on. I was in a situation before where there are all kinds of malaria, things of that nature, every kind of disease you can imagine. But I came right through them. Right through them. Hallelujah. Power over all the power of the enemy. Who heals all your diseases. Notice with me again. Who redeemed your life from destruction? Yeah, you stopped there for a moment. How many of you? Now, if I ask for a show of hands, I'm sure I've got a lot of hands on this. How many of you have been at some point in your life, in your life, that you have been so close to death that you could smell death? Yeah, that's right. Some of you out there, maybe motorcycle riders, maybe some terrible car accidents that have happened. There might have been other situations. I'll tell you one. I, I, I was really shocked, you know, years and years ago. I was just, a, you know, maybe a little older. I was a teenager, late teenager. We went to this people's farm. It was wintertime. And this guy had a skidoo. And I took that skidoo and I was running that thing 70 miles an hour. Little did I know that half a mile out from there was a fence you couldn't see with a barbed wire on it. I didn't see the barbed wire, but something in my spirit, when I started going 70 miles an hour, I at within maybe 10 feet of that barbed wire fence, I fell off that thing. The cycle went right on through. The man that owned the place said, my God. You could have had your head cut off. I said, is that a fact? He said, you don't know how close to death you came. Something. I know the Lord spoke to me then. Ditch the machine. As I went off of the machine as fast as I could get. Well, there's another news. <laughs> I never got back on one of those machines again. Forget it. If it comes to do, yeah, you can have it. You can have those canoes. Anytime when danger's around, what happens? Listen to it. Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Five. Who satisfies your mouth with good things? Aha. Satisfies your mouth with good things. As we start speaking, about the blessing of God, that's when we would start receiving good things. Every one of you, my wife and I, recently, every day, we read 
Deuteronomy 28, verse 14 verses. That is building inside of us a bastion of faith. Strength is coming there. Power is coming there. Anointing is coming there. As we read the word of the living God. That's why it says, that's the good things. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. That what? So that your youth is renewed like an eagle. <laughs> Some days I can take a little more renewing of youth. I'm telling you. Sometimes you get up in the morning, you feel all these aches and pains. You feel this, you feel that, you feel the other. Then you go out and take a couple of mile walk, whatever. Then it dissipates, goes. But whatever is facing us, the power of God is with his people. Who satisfies your mouth with so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. You say, why would they call him the eagle? Because the eagle is one of the few animals that takes the old parts and beats it away and new feathers grow on. They take their wings and beat out the old feathers. And they also beat their beak on a rock and get a new beak. So they get supercharged but they get really tired and old. That's why it says your youth will be renewed like the eagle. I've done some study on eagles before. They're most interesting creature. How they can see for miles and miles and miles. And notice an eagle never gets caught in the storm. They fly above the storm. That's why God wants us to fly above the storms of life. That we can fly above any and every situation that comes and faces us. Jet propelled all the way up there to the ionosphere. Hallelujah. Notice this again. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Now, if you want to see something about it, it has to be very interesting. It has to do with the fact they cast off the old feathers. They receive the new ones. All kind of things have been talks about the eagle and how they're, they're rarely able to capture these birds because they are so, uh, let's say, responsive to what their inner thoughts are. They fly above everything. They make their nest at the top of the tree, the top of the mountain. They never are on the ground. They never have ground. They, they're, they're never down low. And then when they attack, when they're coming down against the prey, they just, like 170 miles an hour or so, right down there and picks up the prey they have and takes off. It's an amazing thing. Study, study a little bit about that eagle. Because the eagle is interesting, very interesting. That is what it said. Then it says, the Lord execute righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He has made known his ways. Well, thank God for his way unto Moses and his acts to the children of men. Notice that, the character of God. He showed his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of men. We can stay on that for a while. Because we could talk about the 30 benefits from God, but we're not going to do that. Now, what does it say? The Lord is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, plenteous in mercy. He will not chide or have anger. Neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sin. 
Lord rewarded us according to our iniquity. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. Oh, ha-ha. Listen to that. And as far as the east is from the west, he has removed our transgressions from us. What does that mean? Well, the east and the west never meet. They just keep on going. So when you're forgiven, you're forgiven. But Jesus said to a woman, taken in the very act of adultery, she said, I don't condemn you, but go and sin no more. That went not to go back into sin, go back into sin, go back into sin. No, 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 no. Had a young man one time I was dealing with. He kept on sliding back, sliding back, sometimes jumping back. He said, well, I just keep on sliding. I said, what you do is take a rope, tie a knot in that rope, stay down there at that level for a while, then maybe down a little bit more, up a little bit more, and you can hold on to it. I told the young man how to do that. He did it. He came right out of his depression, came right out of his thinking. I call it stinky thinking. That's what it was because he was not in the Word of God. He was listening to his buddies. Oh, you don't want that religion stuff. You don't want that. Oh, that'll make you crazy. I said, what do you mean make you crazy? I said, those guys are already crazy. Already nuts. Now, watch what it says here. As a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. That means he has pity on us, that he wants to bless us. That pity is actually a better word for that, his compassion. By his compassion, not not a pity thing. Oh, I'm sorry for you. No, no, no. It's compassion. The compassion of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Right now, right now, I feel his compassion moving around some people. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what sorrow it is. There's something very deep inside your heart. Maybe your heart had been broken by some kind of way. There have been some kind of special needs. There have been kind of situations. Some people in great debt. Some people have other people speaking against them, and this has really hurt you. What you got to do with trouble, you got to let it roll off your back just like a duck has water roll off its back. That's what you need to do. Roll away. Roll away. Let all those things pass and move ahead and do what God tells you to do. Because he's going to bless you in a marvelous way. Did you hear that? So that word pity has to do more with the factor of compassion. Did you realize that every time Jesus talked to the people, he had compassion upon him? Every time he prayed for the people, that was the most imminent thing he had was compassion. They felt his compassion. Until we, God's children, reach out to our friends and our loved ones, and those close to us there with compassion, I don't believe you reach them. They got to know you're real. They got to know that you know the truth. They got to feel it in their hearts. They got to feel it down deep inside. They got to really know that you care. I've been to so many churches. And you walk in the door and know whether they care for people or not. You got to know that God loves you with an everlasting love. He said, therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you, shown my salvation. God is concerned about you. He loves you. He cares for you. 
He sent his son to die on Calvary for you. And let the peace of God, the Bible says, rule your heart and life. To the day that we live. Now, I would greatly suggest to you, don't listen to the world news. That will not bring you peace. That will not bring you, it will not engender peace. It will engender confusion. Most things they say right there, they're not even telling them the truth. They're not telling them the truth every time they get up there and talk. No. If the reality would be known, maybe their nose would be about six feet long. But we've got to know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But we have peace in the midst of the storm. I see for America, it might be stormy time coming. But when you know, <laughs> the storm tamer, that's what I call it, the storm tamer, that storm. <laughs> Did you realize that when Jesus was in that storm, the storm was not at him? That's the way we have to be. No matter kind of what situation comes around us, whatever problem, whatever difficulty, whatever pain, whatever trial, whatever thing you're facing, whatever temptation, don't let it be in you. Let the Word of God be in you. Let the Word of God speak to every situation in your life. And the blessings of heaven will come your direction. I want to take you another scripture over here that I was looking at. This is Psalm 107, verse 20. It said these words here in verse 20. It said, He sent His Word and healed them, and delivered them from all of their destructions. Ha! Ah, so that's what we're doing. We're sending the word of God to you free. To make you free. Because the victory of heaven to come your direction. That his power and his spirit and his glory is going to come to you and set you free. Oh, hallelujah. But your mind should be free. Your heart should be free. Your life should be free. Everything around about you should be free. God has called them to freedom. In the Jewish time sequence, the Day of Atonement, we're living in that time, the trumpets are sounding. And when they talk about the blood moons and things of that nature, just read the word, read the word, read the word, read the word. We are not people of fear or people of faith. You know what fear is? Fear is false evidence appearing real. You possibly heard that before. But it's more true now than it ever has been. Did you notice that a lot of your commercial tries to engender fear in you that you must take this particular item here this particular medicine, it, it will do this. Notice somebody said, if this does not work on your body, if it does, if it re, you have a reaction to it, and they started naming everything else, well, they might as well say, please take this medicine. This will kill you. Yeah, that's about where it's at. But you know the best medicine. You know the best medicine we can take. It's called the gospel. <laughs> you take the gospel. And the God's pill will be what heals you, what sets you free. Let your mind go free. Let your heart go free. 
Let your spirit be free. Oh, you can't shackle a band that's free. One of the amazing things. There's other scriptures, too, I want to take your attention to. And uh, the reason I say that, because they're, they're responded everywhere. Uh, over here in the book of Zechariah. Now, many times we have seen that just before we get to time, and we, we've heard about different scriptures. We've had different takes on them. But this is so good. It's so powerful. This is in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. He said unto me, Speak unto me, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, It's not by might, it's nor by power, but, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Uh, that's where it's at right there. It's not by might, it's not by power, it's by my spirit, saith the Lord, that he wants to heal, he wants to set you free, he wants to glory of God to come on you and cause freedom to happen in your life. Well, we can look back at our life in the last few years and see where God has been there to set us free. You know, I was talking a little bit about uh, having Jesus in the boat. All right, this is in Mark chapter 4. But the reason that I want to bring your attention to that is that just before the great miracle of the demoniac, Satan tried to drown Jesus in the water so that he would complete the very action that God had called him to. If you notice this with me, in the fourth chapter of the book of Mark, it's interesting. Uh, Jesus said, let us go to the other side, verse 35, chapter 4 of Mark. And when they had sent away multitude, they took him was ship, and there were also with him little ships. Now, did you know it doesn't mention these little ships after the storm? There's not mention. No mention. What I'm saying is possibly these ships went under because on that lake, Lake Galilee, can be so boisterous, waves can be 10 to 20 feet high, will drown any kind of Vessel, I don't care what kind it is, it could take it out. Those other little ships apparently did not make it. But notice the story in its formation. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. Now, verse uh, 37, and there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship. And it was now full. Now, any time water gets in your boat and it's now full, it's about time to take a swim because you're going blub, 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 blub down. And notice what he said. Jesus was in the back part of the ship asleep on a pillow. He was a little exhausted. This was the physical side of Jesus. He was exhausted. And they woke him up and they said, Master, don't you care if we perish? No, that's not the way to come to master. said, don't you care if we perish? What did he say? He said, let us go to the other side. He said, we're not going under. We're going over. Let us go over to the other side. And that's what they said. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased. 
And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Whoa, that's that's a slap in the face right there. How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the winds of the sea obey him? Question mark. Now, in chapter 5, first thing he meets is this man from Gadara that's possessed with demons. And uh, notice what, he was in there, he comes to the Gadarenes, no man can bind this man with chains, three and four. He was at night crying, cutting himself in the mountain with stones. But look at verse 6. He said, but when he saw Jesus, who's the man? And what happened is he saw Jesus, and the man worshipped Jesus, not the demon, the man did. Then the demon again took control. He says, are you here to destroy us before our time? And then he said, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Now, it already said his name's Legion. That means there are 2,000 demons inside this man. 2,000. They had a bunch of pigs over there feeding. They went down and they got choked. They got choked. And then after that took place, then they wanted him out of their territory. Tells us all about it here in that fourth, in that fifth chapter. Jesus gave permission. They went down there. They were choked down there. And they, they, the ones that fed the swine fled, told it the city and the country. And when they went out to see what's done, well, a bunch of dead pigs were out there. That was it. But here's a miracle in verse 15. They came to Jesus and saw him that was, put a circle around was, he was possessed. <laughs> he was possessed with the devil. And Legion was seated and clothed and in his right mind. Well, thanks be unto God that the man of compassion, the enemy tried to destroy him coming across that lake. But he said, no, we're going over and not under. And his assignment was to set this man free. How many times have you been an assignment from heaven and the enemy has tried to stop you? But in the name of Jesus, you will prevail. You're not going under. You're going over. You're the blessed. You're the head, not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're victorious in it through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah, I said I was going to pray. We're going to pray. Whatever problem you have in your body, I want you to touch the area where it is. I'm going to say a prayer. I want you to agree with me, and we will see the miracle of God take place in your life and your body. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all those listening. Whatever sickness, whatever problem, whatever need they have, I speak to that problem, I speak to that need, I speak to that sickness. To the sickness, I said, go in Jesus' name. To the problem, dissipate. To those that are hurt. To those that are wounded. To those that are mistrusting. To those that have questions. 
to those that try to analyze you, Lord. All they have to do is receive, 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 receive. John 1.12, but as many as received him to them gave him power to become sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. That's the permission of power to become a son or daughter of God. You need to receive it, believe it, thank God for it. It's yours by Calvary. Hallelujah. Thank you for it. Give me praise. Lift your hand right now and give me praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's it. Praise, 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 praise. Give me praise and glory and honor. He's doing great things in your life. Thank you, Lord. Don't, don't forget, tomorrow we will have radio time between 6 and 7, and we're going to do a retake on Daniel chapter 10. The enemy didn't want it. We got interrupted five times last week. Doesn't want that on the air. But we're going to come in the name of Jesus, do what God told us to do. Hallelujah. Well, it's good being with you. May each be blessed. May the anointing of God be in your life. May you know him, love him, serve him, give him all the praise and all the glory and all the honor, for he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's good being with you. This is Brother Frank, signing off. Say, be praise blessed. God, praise God. Awesome. Hallelujah. Awesome. Hallelujah. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, Jesus. Five times you got interrupted. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. It's going to be powerful tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes, we're looking forward to it. I am too. Amen. Good to be with you. Thank you, Brother Frank. It was awesome. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. We say amen, okay? Amen. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, powerful, powerful, anointed, and and uh, Brother Frank has just been just really these these teachings. I put it in the description, and I said the anointing has been so strong during his teachings, and has been wonderful. It is as if heaven itself has come down and kissed us, because that's what it feels like. You know, sometimes, as Brother Frank was talking about, sometimes it can feel really, it can feel like, it can feel like that, uh, um, you know, it can feel like we're just like things in, in life are not treating us right and, and um, you know, King King David, uh, he promised Jonathan to take care of his his household. And when Jonathan died, you know, sometime along the line there, David was going to going to uh, he was gonna um, he 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 asked him he asked somebody there one of his people to find out if if he had any if there was any people alive from from Saul's from Saul's generation and and he went and he found one of them was alive that got in the hurry to to flee from 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 the war and all of that that he 
he was dropped by the the nurse, the maid that was taking care of him, and he got dropped, and he, he his legs were crippled, so he was crippled, and he had to be taken care of. And when the messenger went to go and find him, he was very afraid because he thought he'd have to be killed because the king sent for him, and he was a lion of Saul, and he thought he'd have to, you know, he was going to be executed. But he went, and King David said to him, I want you to eat with me at the king's table always for the rest of your life. Can you imagine going from being in hiding and scared and afraid to being carried to the king's table? And and things that happen in our lives, we don't understand why. They may be horrible things, maybe we got dropped in life on our feet and it left us crippled. It left us wounded and afraid. But God restores all of that and he carries us to his table, seated where we belong. And he is he's more than more than wonderful and he loves us. We don't have to be afraid anymore because God fixes us. And there's a song right now I'm going to play by Leland that is going to say a lot about that. Shattered by the fall Broken and forgotten Feeling lost and all alone Summoned by the king Into the master's courts Lifted by the savior And cradled in his arms I was carried to the table Where I do 
thank God that he carried us and that he still, still carries us to the table. You can read about the story about that in uh, David's Kindness to Mephibosheth. I'm trying to pronounce the name there. <laughs> it's in Second Samuel 9 through 20. Uh, nine, nine, one, um, Samuel nine, one, verse one through thirteen. So, yeah, verse one through thirteen. I think that's all, all of uh, chapter. Just looking on there, but I think that's all of, um, all of verse nine. So, I mean, all of, all of chapter 9 there. I'm going to double-check that for you. I wrote it in here wrong, but I'm going to check it for you and tell you in just a second. So that is Second Samuel 9, verses 1 through 13. tells you all about where that song was. That was really awesome song. I love that song. You know, I had something something really, really, really exciting happened. I, God healed my ear. He, told, he, he healed my ear. I had a lot of nerve, nerve damage in my left ear from repeated trauma to it. I had a lot of nerve damage, and I couldn't hear really properly out of it. I could hear some, but not, not, not perfectly, because if somebody wasn't actually facing me, then I could not hear what they were saying. So I just see I I would say what all the time and I I just didn't I didn't hear them and I didn't know what they were saying. So the other day I was in the car with some people and they were they were they were driving and uh they or obviously they had to face the windshield and I could hear them as they were talking and I waited and I waited a while and my ear my ear was that way for a long time, but God did a creative miracle because he's just so awesome and because he loves us so very, 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 very much that he wants to do those things for us. He wants to touch us. He wants to heal us. And that's what he did. He healed my left ear, and now I can hear perfectly. I've been talking to people. I say, turn around, turn around, I want to hear you know, so I was like, turn around and talk to me because it's so so cool because I could never hear that in the past and and now I can. So it's really, really, really exciting. And I just, I wanted to share that with you because it builds your faith, but it, especially if you've been standing on the word for a long time and perhaps you might be a bit discouraged that maybe it hasn't, the miracle hasn't manifested yet. Well, be encouraged because It'll, it'll, uh, it will definitely, definitely manifest. It may take a little bit longer than expected, but it will manifest um, because God is so good. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. And I'm just so excited that he, he did that. And he continues to do wonderful, great, and mighty, mighty things because he's just so very, very, very awesome. If you want to turn with me in your Bibles to Mark seven, thirty one through thirty seven, I'm gonna be reading those. So or if you want to note the scripture, it's Mark 
chapter 7, verses 31 through 37. Again departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to put his hand on him, and he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then, looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Afata, that is, be opened. Immediately his eyes were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plainly. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one. But the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. That is just, God is so wonderful. Jesus is so wonderful. His miracle working power. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He healed yesterday, he heals today. He delivered yesterday, he delivers today. He saves yesterday, he saves today. Everything, same yesterday, today, and forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Praise God. In Matthew chapter 9, verses 32 through 33, as they went out, behold, they brought to him a man mute and demon-possessed. And when the demon was cast out, the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never seen like this in Israel. Brother Frank, when he was, when he was sharing on his message, spoke about Psalm 107, verse 20, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And I noted what Brother Frank said. He said, "Um, we're sending God's word to you for free to make you free. And I thought that was was a pretty, pretty cool cliche or pretty cool play on words the way he said that. Sending God's word to you for free. To make you free. So, Psalm 107.20 is that one. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their, well, from their destructions. Now, if you have any problems with your hearing, Father God, right now, I just speak to those ears. I command those ears to be open in the name of Jesus right now. I send your word and and you said if you send your you you sent your word and healed them and you are the word. You delivered them from their destructions. And Father, I thank you right now that there is no distance in the realm of the spirit. There's no time, there's no distance so right now. I send forth your word to these deaf ears. I bind those demons. I cast them out. I command you to go right now in the name of Jesus. You must go. You have no power over them at all. 
I release the healing anointing in those ears. I command open, open, open in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name, open. And I thank you, Father, for all the deaf ears that are open, deaf no more. And I command, uh, Father, I thank you that you touch those tongues for the mute. You touch the vocal cords. And whatever is there that we bind that mute spirit, I command to go in the name of Jesus. We loose the healing anointing of the tongue. And we command those people to speak in the name of Jesus. I thank you for loosing their tongue. I thank you that they speak. Speak in the name of Jesus. I thank you that there's no more problems with stuttering at all. I thank you that those who never talked talk now. I thank you for even those with sore throats who have lost their voices, Lord, or who are at the point of losing their voices. I thank you that you bring it back miraculously in the name of Jesus. I give you all glory, all honor, and all praise, and I love you. I worship you. I thank you for all the ears that you've opened, the creative miracles that you've done today, the creative miracles in the tongue, in the throat, in the vocal cords, in the ears. I give you glory, Lord. I thank you for that, Jesus. I give you glory. I give you praise. I give you honor. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. You're so worthy. You're so holy. You're so awesome. You're so good. You're so wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. And everyone, I just wanted to tell you that I was this clicking to me. I was in a service, and there was a line called for healing, and people went up for healing, uh, different, different things. And this woman went up, and she, her voice was, she was almost, she almost could not even. You couldn't even hear. She almost she didn't have much of a voice left. Well, uh, the pastor prayed for her, and he kept praying for her. And as he prayed for her, and he was he was kept praying over tongues over her. Well, she got her voice back. It was the most awesome, amazing thing to hear this lady go from really croaky, hardly any voice there, and, and the progression of it, and to speaking perfectly with no hoarseness, nothing like that. It was it was it was really awesome. It was amazing and wonderful. And I remember a pastor was sharing that one time uh this lady uh that she might have been a young girl, I don't know who it was because I don't know exactly all the details, but I do know that uh she wanted prayer for a healing and for her ear. And she just had uh, just a little hole um, on the side for the, you know, I guess the ear or something didn't grow or something happened there. Well, he prayed for her, and God gave her a creative miracle right there, and she got a brand-new eardrum, just like he gave me a brand-new eardrum. I believe that you all have got your 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 miracles. Because when I was praying to the Lord and asking him what he wanted me to share, because I like to do that. There's a lot of things I could share on because there's some awesome, wonderful things that God does and has done. So, but, and I, I like to ask Him that what is it that you want me to pray for, Father? What do you want me to pray for? And He told me, He said, I want you to give your testimony and I want you to give the scriptures. He gave me the scriptures, and I, which I've given you. 
And then uh, and he told me to pray for deaf ears to be open and for the mute to speak. And therefore, I know it's already happened because he told me to do it. Simple. Just simple faith. So it's done. And we give him all the glory. Now, in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52, it reads, Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great multitude, with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. That's that's just, God is so awesome. As I was reading this, and I've read several times, it talks about, I mean, he had begged a lot. And in those days, I mean, they sat at the, um, probably at the same place, but um, in verse 47, it says, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, this, Jesus was so, his, you know, the stories of Jesus healing people, spread all over the place to the point where he couldn't even go into an open place without people because they were, they followed him wanting, wanting their miracle. So this man, this blind man, blind Bartimaeus, had to have heard about Jesus. He, had, he heard the stories of Jesus and how the miracles that he had done. So it says in verse 47, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth coming out, he began to cry out. Because he his faith was 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 right there. His faith for his miracle was there and he was ready ready to receive his miracle and he didn't care who heard him, who heard him say he he cried at the top of his lungs, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me And so I mean the people that were were near there, they, the the people that were near Jesus told the the man to be quiet, but he kept crying out even more. And there's a, there's a couple of words in in verse forty nine. Jesus stood still. 
that man's faith made Jesus stand still. A crowd of people walking walking through and by and Bartimaeus calls to him and his faith and his hunger and his desperation made Jesus stand still. So much so that Jesus called and commanded him to be taken to Jesus. Now this man, it says in verse 50, and throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. In those days they wore garments signifying that they were handicapped or that they were beggars or blind and things like that so that people would know that they that they they were handicapped and but he took off that garment signifying that he was handicapped because he knew the second that he went to Jesus he would no longer need that garment hallelujah he knew he'd no longer need that garment so he threw it aside and then he rose and then he went to Jesus it's like somebody nowadays in a in a in a car that has a handicap sticker or a handicap thing hanging from the from the rear view mirror, and they're they're calling the faith that they've heard they've heard Jesus and Jesus is passing by, and they take that handicap sticker, they throw it on the ground, and they walk towards Jesus, and they take their miracle, they receive their miracle, Hallelujah. So. He threw that aside, and then he rose, and he went to Jesus. He took it by faith. And then Jesus gave him exactly what he needed. In verse 52, it says, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his his sight and followed Jesus on the road. They became a follower of his right then. So this was this is an amazing, wonderful, wonderful story about God's grace, God's love, God's healing power. And all all we need, a lot of people think, well, it's a big it's a big thing. It's a big thing that needs to be needs to be done in my life. It's it's a really big, huge mountain. Nothing's too big for God. All things are possible with God, and all means all. And just because it's seemingly big to our finite minds, to us, doesn't mean it's big to God. It's not big to Him at all. So we think that because it looks like a mountain to us, then we need a mountain face. I mean, he's faith the size of a mountain. When in reality, all you need is the faith the size of a mustard seed because the faith the size of a mustard seed will will make a mountain disappear, fall into the sea. Because if, because if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be be thou removed and fall into the sea, and it has to obey. So that's all you need to be healed. It's the faith of a mustard seed. Oh, Father God, I just thank you right now. 
I thank you that you were wounded for our transgressions and you were bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement that brought our peace was upon you. And with every one of your stripes, we have been healed. We were healed. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you that that you are a God of love. You're a God of peace. You're a God of joy. You're a God of everything wonderful. You are the only God. You are the Lord that healeth thee. And I'm so very, very, very grateful for all you've done, Lord. And in uh, 1 Peter 2.24, Lord, you say in 1 Peter 2.24, who himself bore our sins, in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So, Father, I thank you that you healed us. I thank you that we were healed. In Isaiah, it says, um, by whose stripes you are healed. Because that was prophecy when you were to come. And then 1 Peter 2, 24 is after you came, you were healed. Father, I'm just so grateful. I'm so thankful. And I I send your word once again to the people who have, have eye problems. Lord, that you touch their eyes. That you just, your eyes look into their eyes. And you give them creative miracles. And I thank you right now, Father, that you touch those that have glass eyes, no eyes, one eye missing, if they need glasses, if they have glaucoma, if they have cataracts, if they have stigmatism, if they have lazy eye, whatever the situation is, if it's eye strain, whatever the problem is in their eyes, you are the great physician. And I thank you for touching their eyes. And making them see. And I rebuke and I bind that seeing, that, that rebuke and I bind that devil that's causing them to not see. And I, I, I command it to go in the name of Jesus. I loose the healing anointing and the fire of God right now in their eyes in the name of Jesus. Father, look into their eyes. You are him who you you have eyes of fire. It says in Revelation that John, when he looked, is that he has eyes as of fire. Look into their eyes, Father, with your beautiful eyes that are as of fire, and burn out all the disease, all the strain, all the stigmatism, whatever the problem is, Father. I thank you for for fixing it. I thank you that you're perfect. I thank you for creative miracles. I thank you for all you've done. I thank you that these people see. And I thank you, Lord, for it. I give you glory. I give you honor. And I give you praise in Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. And I thank you for it. I thank you that they see. I release my faith. I come into agreement with them. I come into agreement with your word, which says that they are healed. And I thank you for it. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for it, Jesus. 
I thank you, and I pray in Jesus' wonderful, mighty name, I pray, and I thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if anyone has a testimony, you want to write write to me at Fire Talk Radio, the number two at yahoo.com. That's Fire Talk Radio, the number two at yahoo.com. Love to hear from you. Love to hear testimony, praise report, comments, questions, prayer requests. And if you'd like to call in now for prayer or give a testimony, the number is 646-668-2093. That is 646-668-2093. So you're more than welcome to call in now and, and ask a question or give a prayer request or whatever it is that you that you're needing then you're more than welcome to give that more than welcome to call in i'd love to have that so we're going to go to a quick song here it's about close to six minutes and it's from leland and it's called christ be all around me
Praise God that Emmanuel, God, is with us. Praise God. I'm happy and excited about that. And if nobody's ever told you that God loves you and has a great plan for your life, I'm telling you now, he loves you, he loves you, he loves you, and he has a great plan for your life. And if you were to die today, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? If you're not sure, the Holy Bible reads that we've all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, and whoever calls upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. If you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven, I pray that right now the Lord touch your heart and make himself real to you and do a quick work in your heart. And if you've never called upon the name of the Lord Jesus or you would like to rededicate your life, then just mean it with your heart and just repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and are coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. And I want to tell you, my friends, that if you prayed that prayer and you meant it with your heart, all of your sins are forgiven you. Always remember to run to God, not from God, because he loves you so much. He has a great plan for your life. And let you know that uh, to get in a good Bible-based, Bible-teaching church that believes in the in the Bible, the Holy Ghost, and Baptism of the Holy Ghost and healing and the book of Acts is for today and and uh to, you know they can grow up under that church and uh grow up in the church, read the Bible, you can start with the book of John and then wherever else the Holy Spirit leads you and before you do that, just ask the Holy Ghost to to make the Bible real to you so we have uh, someone that called in. She's not a stranger to Fire Talk Radio. Her name is Donna. She's called in a couple of times before as as a caller and also as a guest co-host with me. And um, she's calling in, and and um, I'm going to answer her call now. And I'm really excited that she's called. And we've got about 14 minutes and 30 seconds. And the uh, call-in number is 646. Six six eight two zero nine three. So feel free to call in into that, and love to have you. We got about fourteen minutes left, and I may or may not go over. You never know what the Holy Spirit wants. So if we go over, I'll give you a heads up. So 
If we do go over, you call in the number so that you can hear it live. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait till it's over. And it's anyway, <laughs> I'll let you know either or. But right now, I'm going to answer Donna's call. Hello, Donna. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm glad you joined tonight and called in. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? Wonderful. Praise God. I'm just doing great, and I'm I'm grateful to the Lord that He healed my ear. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that testimony or not. I know you told. I know I told you in uh, on the phone. I was so excited, but I didn't know if you had a chance to hear it. I shared it with everyone. I did. I did. I got to hear it, and I'm just so thrilled for you. I I really am. And you know, I have uh, several testimonies of healing, but. Before I even tell those, though, I, I would, I'd like to just real quick say something that tonight I know we're talking about healing and about miracles and the different miracles that Jesus did in the Bible and the, the, the wonderful miracle that he did when he opened Deborah's ear and everything. But, you know, the biggest miracle that can ever take place is the miracle that took place the moment you prayed that prayer to accept him as your Savior, for all of those who have prayed it or who just prayed that prayer with Deborah, that is the most important miracle that can ever take place in a person's life. And Amen so to that. I, I agree. That's you know, I just, uh-huh. I just. I I just wanted to, you know, I mean, we we love the healing miracles and everything, but you know, really, Deborah, you know, you can can get sick and die and still go to heaven, but if you haven't had that miracle of accepting Him into your spirit healed and your heart healed by Him, you're not going to make it to heaven. Right. So, uh, you know, I just, I'm just, I'm excited about all the miracles he, he has done, but especially those for those that just prayed that prayer with you, their Lord and Savior. Uh, also, uh, I, I had shared with Deborah oh, a few days back when we were talking, uh, week, uh, almost two weeks ago now, I had broken my wrist. And uh, we were in the middle. We were in the middle of having um, a minister and leaders conference there at the church and all. And I kept coming, expecting, expecting. I was expecting a miracle, you know. I was expecting my arm to be healed. And the week went on, or the couple of days actually, that you know. And um, I, the Lord really touched me, but I wasn't healed. But then, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before, we had a special. Um, healing evangelist at the church that I attend regularly, uh, and uh, he prayed for the sick and everything, and he called me up at one point and prayed for me, and God instantly healed my wrist, and I mean just instantly. I came out of the brace and everything, and my my wrist, my the tendons, everything are perfect in it. I've had no oh, more yeah. problems with it since then. And, of course, also, you know, you were saying that, uh, talking a while ago, Deborah, about, you know, some people might think, well, you know, the things that are going on in my life is, this is something big. This is something, you know, I've got, you don't understand. I'm facing a mountain here. I'm facing a, a medical problem or, you know, even that's, that's just so big that it's hopeless. The doctors have even said it was hopeless. And, you know, my daughter and I faced that with her at the age of three years old. She was diagnosed with a 
non-operable terminal brain tumor. And the doctor said there was nothing that could be done. They gave her six weeks to live. They told me to go make her funeral arrangements and go prepare myself and get ready because there was nothing could be that they could do for her. There was not anything that could be done that she was going to die. And, you know, I prayed, and then I just claimed the word of God over her. And I just would not accept what the doctors were saying. And God touched her and healed her completely. That was 25 years ago, and she is still going strong. She's had more health problems. She's had more rounds with cancer. But every time, God has raised her up and given her back to us. So, you know, there is nothing that God cannot fix. He made us to begin with, and he can fix it no matter what it is. Amen to that. I, that's, that God is so faithful. He's so wonderful. And, and what he endured, uh, Jesus, what Jesus endured and suffered such torture for us is is amazing. It is. He he endured everything that, I mean, more than we could even begin to comprehend ever going through in our life, he went through and endured for us so that we wouldn't have to. And I'm so grateful that that he took on, he took on our sin, our, our pain, our sickness, our suffering, everything, so that we never, ever have to deal with it. And you know, every part of his body, I mean, think about it. I heard somebody preach a sermon once about where did, you know, about the seven places that he bled and and talk about how he, where did he first shed his blood was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and that was from being so anxious because he knew what he'd have to go through. He prayed and, and asked the Lord, you know, asked his father to take it, the cup from him, but he said, nevertheless, your will, not mine, be done. He p- prayed the prayer of consecration in the Garden of Gethsemane. And so with all of that, he just, he he, he is, the, I mean, he was 100% God, but he's also 100% man. And I know Brother Frank was talking about how, when uh, he's talking about, uh, you know, Jesus, and he was talking about some comment he was making there, how uh, Jesus in the in the human form, he, he, he needed to sleep, he needed to eat, he needed all these things, and he felt pain, he felt joy, he felt sadness, he felt all the emotions and all the things that that uh, that we feel, and so you know, I often think about the crown of thorns that that he he wore, and how he's going to have a crown. He has a crown, uh, the victory crown right now, the the royal crown, the the king's crown, and how. But the the crown of thorns that he wore, it a lot of it different things that we don't have to have the anxiety, we don't have to have the mental or emotional problems. I'm not saying that those things don't happen, but God took all of that, and I understand that there's that we need to do everything that we can in spiritually, but we also have to do everything we can in the natural and use wisdom as well. Because I'm not, I'm not telling people here, go off your your antipsychotic medication because it's not what God wants. You're sinning by using antipsychotic medicine. 
then they go off their antipsychotic medicine and they get really, really sick and either kill themselves or somebody else. That's not what I'm saying. Because you have to do, you have to use wisdom and you have to, you have to use wisdom and you have to do what you can in the natural as well. But, um, so we have to do everything spiritually and everything in the natural. What do you think about that, Donna? Amen. I, I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, I, um, I, I believe that, you know, God in his infinite love, in his infinite wisdom for us, he gave us doctors. He gave us doctors with their wisdom, with their medication, with all the research they've done to help us. And, you know, if, if you're on medication and everything and you're standing, you're believing for a miracle and you receive your miracle, you still need to make sure that you know that when, you know, to go off your medicine, that you do it in God's timing. You don't get in a hurry and just just stop it because that's not using the common sense that he's given us. Right, I agree with that. We just need to use wisdom and I need to ask him, you know, do you want, I mean, just we just need to use wisdom when it comes to, comes to all of these things. And so. Right, and you know when when God heals us, He will get it. It will be so complete, and it will be so um, visible. You know that that even the doctors will be able to to look at you and run the test and 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 everything, and they'll be able to say, okay, you know, you don't need this medicine anymore. Let's let's see about getting you off of it. Right. That is true, and I'm just, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm excited about because I, I know that God specifically told me to pray for, for you know, opening of, of the ear and the the, the mute uh, to speak and the deaf to hear and the blind to see, and so I know that since He told me that, I know that, uh, I know that, uh, I know that He's gonna He's gonna have that happen, so. Sounds like you have a kitty cat in the background, eh? I do. <laughs> Sounds like she's agreeing with what I say. He is. <laughs> uh, He's agreeing 100% with you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so I was just, uh, you know, but I mean, God is, God is, God is wonderful, and so I know that since he, and you, I, and the kitty are a majority. We're all agreeing that because God told me to pray for that, it's going to happen. So That's right. That's right. I'm excited about That's it. Right. I'm excited to hear the testimonies. Yeah. So we have yes. about... It's going to be wonderful. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Oh, I just was going to say, yeah, you know, it's already done in Jesus Yes, yes, amen to that. And, uh, yeah, so I'm excited. And uh, your phone's breaking up a little bit, choppy in and out. Okay, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm just all right. It's okay. I just thought you might be be aware of it, so. But I'm I'm just, uh, we've got about maybe two and a half minutes left, so I'm going to, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and, you know, close it out. But I'm really, really glad that you called, Donna, and uh, 
maybe try and uh, I look forward to again when you can call me and get together and and do some more things. That'd be fun. All right. Well, we're looking forward to it, and you have a blessed evening. And I'm looking forward. Sports. Thanks, thanks. I'm so glad you called. I love you, and I'll talk to you later. Okay. All righty. Bye bye. I can put you on mute. Okay. Bye bye. Well, everyone, I want to let you know that I have a couple announcements, but I just want to share with you what I feel the Lord's put on my heart, real quick, and. We do. I do have about one minute and 30 seconds, and I might go a few minutes over, but I want to tell those in the full-time ministry, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. God doesn't want you to quit. He didn't call you to quit. He didn't garden Gethsemane, so you can't quit because God didn't quit. What about all those people that are assigned to your life? What about them? If you quit, then then they're not gonna they're not gonna be reached and suppose suppose you quit and then what's gonna happen to them? God's assigned countless millions, thousands of people to your life in your realm of influence that only you can reach. And you can make the decision and you can move forward and let them go to heaven or you can decide to quit and they'll go to hell. The choice is yours. Don't quit. Don't quit. I have about 40 seconds left. Feel free to, to email me at firetalkradio, the number two, at yahoo.com. You can call 866-857-4837. I'm going to go over a couple of minutes, but that's all right. Um, anyway, it's 866-857-4837. Call for prayer. And don't quit. God needs you, and so do the people that he's assigned to you. Don't quit. Don't do it. And I'm running a few minutes over, but that's all right. Uh, It'll just be a few moments. I just want to let you know that um, I did give the... I gave the number for prayer, which is 866-857-4837. And I also want to let you know that uh, RBI, which is River Bible Institute, and the River School of Government and the River School of Worship are starting the third quarter in January uh, January 5th, I believe, and um, on the 3rd or the 2nd, January 2nd, I think on the, the Friday before that is new student orientation. So you're more than welcome to go to riverbibleinstitute.com. That is riverbibleinstitute.com. riverschoolofgovernment.com. RiverSchoolOfWorship.com, and find all the information on those things. And exciting news: I have been authorized by the college administration to give away free scholarships to you. If you have the call of God on your life, you've been wanting to go to Bible college, but you say, "I don't have the money to pay for the scholarship," or "I mean, I don't have the money to pay for the tuition." Well, now you have a scholarship. If you've already maybe you've already been through the Bible college, maybe you're in the ministry, or you're just 
um, you're just a, a, a business person or whoever you are, you're a, a housewife, but you know that somebody in your family or your friends or maybe you meet someone at the grocery store, somebody you're witnessing to, somebody that maybe whoever it is that you feel has the call of God on their life, you too are authorized by me who has been told to tell you that you can give them a scholarship as well. That's exciting. So it just ripples, and they can keep giving their friends scholarships. So if you know your, you know, a, a, your son or your brother knows someone, it, it just whoever, just spread it out and give the scholarships. And it is uh, the, the the number for the school is eight one three eight nine nine zero zero eight five. That's eight one three eight nine nine zero zero eight five. So um looking forward to to uh, having you there and let them know that uh, Deborah from Fire Talk Radio gave you a scholarship. And also you can email me at firetalkradio, the number two, at yahoo.com. And know that that uh, you, are, you are loved, you are valuable, you are accepted in the beloved. He loves you. It doesn't matter what anybody says about you or how they criticize you, what the case may be. He loves you, he loves you, he loves you, he loves you. And he he accepts you just as you are, but he he loves you just the way you are. But he also loves you too much to keep you at the place you're at. He wants you to go from glory to glory. And he loves you and changes you, saves you, and changes you because he loves somebody else and wants you to change them. He wants to change them through you and to reach them through you. That's why those in ministry who are wanting to give up or those in, in Bible college, whatever the case may be, they're just wanting to quit it. Please don't. Because God needs you. He needs you. He needs you. And they need you to not give up. So I just wanna just wanna encourage you with those words and let you know. That God needs you. So um, tomorrow, as Brother Frank was saying, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, he will be on with his Bible study once again. He's going to be doing cosmic warfare again, as he got a lot of cosmic warfare and got disconnected a lot of times, five times at least. I think it's more than that, but maybe he counted. But <laughs> So he'll be on tomorrow at 6 p.m., and... During his Bible study, he he does communion. So if you want to get the the elements ready with you handy, close by, bread, water, crackers, water, whatever the case may be, and and he will uh, he will he will be doing communion. So that's tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then this coming Saturday, um, I may be doing something. Just keep a lookout and. You can follow me at blog talk radio slash forward slash fire talk radio and then the number two. And on the home page there, you can just put follow and also like my Facebook page, uh, fire talk radio and the number two. So I am glad that you joined me tonight. And 
Until we meet again next week or Saturday, whatever the case may be, tomorrow as of now. But no, as I said, God loves you, he loves you, he loves you, and he accepts you as you are. You're accepted in the beloved. And until we meet again, know that I love you, God loves you, and may God hold you in the palm of his hand and envelop you in his love. And I'm going to let Leland's song, Where You Are, close close this time together that we've had.
Thank you for listening to Fire Talk Radio. Finish what you started and earn your nursing or health sciences degree. Rasmussen College offers more than 20 innovative healthcare programs that provide a high level of support. When it comes to your education, you can continue living your life and benefit from flexible online and accelerated learning options as you earn your degree without sacrificing your schedule. Bring it home and see where it takes you. Learn more at rasmussen.edu. Finish what you started and earn your nursing or health sciences degree. Rasmussen College offers more than 20 innovative healthcare programs that provide a high level of support. When it comes to your education, you can continue living your life and benefit from flexible online and accelerated learning options as you earn your degree without sacrificing your schedule. Bring it home and see where it takes you. Learn more at rasmussen.edu.